Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Why, hello, and welcome to episode 160 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first episode of December 2015. That's right, I am back from Japan and almost done fighting off the jet lag. I'm still battling a mountain of back work that I have here, unfortunately. So, we're going to do another thing where I just reach down into the archives of, of episodes that have not been released yet, interviews that have not been released yet. And this episode features Jessica Sang and Chris Eaton, my friends from the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I actually recorded this way back in March of this year and have been looking for the best opportunity to add this chat into the feed. And I think I found it. It's this particular episode. And now, if you don't already subscribe to their podcast, make sure to go check out their show. And specifically, specifically, go check out the one. It's one of their newer ones where they've interviewed Ruhei Kitamura. I think it's episode 34. And of course, that's the director of Godzilla Final Wars, amongst other works. I'll have a link in the show notes, of course, to their podcast. But that particular episode is definitely one of their best. And I have, you know, I'm just a little jealous, honestly. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to really interview Kitamura uh, so they did a great job, and I'm really, really glad that they didn't have to field any questions about the hate for, for Godzilla Final Wars. Anyway, it's funny, it's, as I was listening to this conversation from, from back in March, I was struck at how dated it was, right? So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're talking about that's already been revealed, <laughs> you know, in the, what is it, uh, 10 months, almost 10 months since we've chatted, so... Anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover in this little intro. We will be back very soon with another news episode, because it's been forever since we've actually had a news episode. Don't forget that your Daikaiju discussion is due right now for King Kong Escapes. If you want to turn that in and have it included in the next discussion episode, I'm uh, thinking, I, you know, the weird thing is I didn't write down what the due date was, so apologies if we're already breaking whatever that was. But I would say turn in your homework uh, no later than December 23rd to have it included in the discussion episode. So you can send it through the KaijuCast website on our Candy Dandy contact form, or you can call it in. So we have three rules for calling it in. One, don't go over three minutes. Two, don't swear. And three, try and have all your talking points hammered out beforehand. The number to call for that is 786-505-2458. So I look forward to including your thoughts, questions, and reviews about King Kong Escapes in our discussion episode. I think right now what we're going to do is we're going to play this one tiny little track from Godzilla Final Wars and get into the episode. And we'll see you a little bit later this month for another exciting, I don't know, yak attack or maybe a news roundup. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go. Jamata.
Right on. Okay. Uh, well, Chris and Jessica here are from the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, and I thought it would be awesome to just have like a little collaboration interview, nerd out about Godzilla while yes. I'm down here at uh, Monster Palooza. Welcome Thank to you. your Thank very you first debut us. on the Kaiju cast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like an image Dark Horse crossover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that Batman Wolverine character? Oh, Dark Claw. Dark Claw. Dark Claw. Yeah, the Dark Claw. comics. Oh. Yes. I'm yep. not a huge comics guy, but I, I have enough knowledge to be dangerous. That's, that's yeah. her thing. Like, I know, but she's she's the walking encyclopedia, so. <laughs> and she's like, she's schooled. She's like, oh, this guy's doing this. I'm like, I, I'm, I, my mind just, like, just, I, it went away, so you keep talking. Nice. So, uh, do me a favor and tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourselves and, like, how you came together and decided to start doing the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. <laughs> Wait, how how far back are we going? Like how we fell in love with kaiju's, or like, or the fact that we already liked it and how we met? Let's actually let's dial it all the way back to uh, <laughs> to your love of giant monsters. So the secret origins. Yeah, okay. yeah. What's the uh, origin? It's a retro yeah. flashback. Well, so, let the lady go first. Oh, thank you. Um, I was around two and a half years old, and my mother borrowed a lot of books for me, and she mm-hmm. took me a lot. A lot of the, our time was spent going to the zoo. Cool. out in Florida. And so I fell in love with animals and dinosaurs. So my mother would let me watch like Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. But then she also gave, now looking, she thinks it's a mistake. But to me, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> free reign of the remote control. Ah. So um, she would do her work. And then I would just kind of go around the channels. And that's when I first saw Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And I like flipped out in my little mind because I was like, he is basically a dinosaur slash fat upright iguana. Yeah. And I was just like in love. And like every little kid likes the whole like stomping through your toys. Mm-hmm. So he did that to, to many parts of Japan. Yeah. And then so I was like, oh my God, this character is amazing. And then a couple days later, I was telling my mom about Godzilla and my parents were like, oh yeah, you know, we know of that character and everything. And then the next, like the next time I turned on the TV and I saw Gamera. So I was like, this is a giant turtle that flies. (laughs) Like, this is amazing. You know, and I was like, I was asking my mom questions like, can you ride on the turtle? Does he come to like Florida? Like all kinds of questions. My mom was like, I I don't, I don't know. And then like, that's her first inkling. Like this was not the child she was hoping to raise. (laughs) And then from there, she was asking me like, well, why do you like it? Gamera, she understood because, right, it looked like a giant turtle. Um, But then she didn't understand Godzilla. And I told her it was because, you know, he looked like a dinosaur. You know, he had the amazing atomic breath, which was like no dinosaur I know does that. And also it was similar to a dragon without wings, like a fat dragon Mm -hmm. without wings. So I really, really enjoyed that. And she loved it. And to their dismay, it was a love that grew over time um, because my parents have a long um, people from China, Taiwan, and Hong Kong have a long history with people in Japan, especially during World War II. Uh, yes, that is true. <laughs> so um, I, say that, I, yeah. I say long history with yeah. the with a, we're okay because we're a younger generation, so right. we don't. But I understand the older, so they were just kind of like meh Godzilla. Mm. They try to like dissuade me from it, but only no, no, Chow Young uh, Fat movies. Come on, yeah, I know, yeah. but but it only like fueled my love for him more. You know, right, right. So. Do you remember what the so, first movie was? 
It was the original. Is original? Yeah. Okay. So it was original in So I, I loved it. And then from there, and I loved like Terminator. Mm-hmm. So when Mecha Godzilla came, I was like, holy crap, what is that? <laughs> like every time my mind was blown. And as I got older, it just, I mean, now I know. Right, but right. when I was younger, it was different. And I loved Poison Ivy. So when uh, I saw Biolante, I was uh, like, holy yeah. crap. Right. So it was like a Imagine love. Imagine that, that just, team up, Poison yeah. Ivy. Yeah, and That'd be pretty rad. Now, so someone funny. out there is going to do artist rendition, just her on top of them, yeah. on top of her. Writing. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. figure out, go and do my deeds. That would be cool. <laughs> it would be. That would be rad. And then, like, you know, then there was, like, King yeah. King Ghidorah, right? Mm-hmm. He's a dragon, but he's a three-headed dragon, so he's just three times more awesome. Yep. So, like, I had, a, I had a reasoning for every time why I liked a specific character. Because my mom would be like, "What?" my mother's a teacher. Okay. So she wants to know what are what what are what are little kids thinking in their mm-hmm. brain. So she would be like, "Why do you like that?" And so I would tell her, "I'm like, it's like a dragon, but it's got three heads, so it has to be three times more awesome." And she'll be like, "Wouldn't it be like top heavy?" <laughs> like she she had her way of you know trying to, to reason you out of to it. reason me out of it. Why but, he has the wings yes. to balance out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> then she's like, and so basically that kind of happened in it. It grew over time. So every character I've, I've always like really liked. And Mothra was amazing because I loved insects. Mm -hmm. You got a giant moth, you know, it was, it was amazing. So I don't know. And it started from there. She's the rare girl that's into all the stuff the boys were into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know several of those. They they were very, very rare. She's the tomboy without the tomboy looks. Nice. Yes. So what about you, man? How did you come to love these giant creatures of doom? Well, I grew up out here in California, born and raised. And my dad was my, – my dad at an early age was – he was an artist and a construction worker. So one thing he didn't like to do, one thing he loved to do. So yeah. it was the early St. Clean. It's like, what can I get my sons into? Because he was not a sports guy at all. So it was just <laughs> like, here, um, I got a bunch of like old – like. Uh, uh, Conan Marvel books and it's just whatever he was throwing at me. Like yeah. he was like for like for Zeta and Bill Stout and all that stuff was my childhood. That's all he had in his studio. And uh, pretty much as like every young red blooded boy, I love dinosaurs at an early age. That is the uh, <clears throat> the the ancient tie that almost brings everybody it's, together. It's, with yeah, this it's like genre these, for these sure. These things, these monsters walked around at one time. It's like why are they around? So uh, I I remember the the time I was four years old. And out here uh, in L.A. on KTLA, our local CW affiliate Mm -hmm. now, um, they would run pretty much whatever craft that they had. That's what I've heard from a lot of people, especially from the California area. Yeah, KTLA was notorious because they had a library, like you wouldn't believe, of just odd films. Yeah. So um, one day, you know, so this is, I'm four, so this is like 88, and uh, so a couple of years after, and my dad's like, uh, I'm going to go do something here. Throw on the movie, click, click. Oh, hey, Godzilla's on. It was Godzilla 1985. Oh, it was my right, first film as exactly, well. Exactly. It was yeah. right. I remember the, the exact scene. It was when Godzilla was um, plowing through and the Super X shows up for the first time to take him on. And then that's just that. Nice. That's one of my earliest memories besides Voltron. Yeah. And that's yeah. what just snapped. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> and, you know, seeing him light up the atomic breath, doing all the yeah. stuff. I'm just like, is there more? And my dad's like, yeah, um, just. <laughs> I can like he had a bunch of buddies own comics uh, shops and they were bootlegging stuff at the time so he was giving me all these bootlegs perfect and pretty much it just <laughs> went from there so, that's awesome yeah now you said that there was like uh, didn't you say that you had some I, correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. obviously but didn't one of you guys get like the Godzilla versus King Ghidra 
bootlegged subtitled Toho leak version. That was Mark. That was, was Mark. Oh, that was Mark. That was yeah. Mark. Yeah, Mark, I saw Mark, Mark yeah, earlier yeah, today. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Uh, Mark was telling that story on the uh, when we were when we were picking his brain about the uh, Wolfman versus Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wait, you got that when? He's like, yeah, right after it came. I'm like, I, I would have murdered for that at, at, at age because I only had. Um, because the beauty about your your dad's buddies owning comic stores, yeah, they're bringing all these magazines and stuff that are coming out. My dad, anything Godzilla came across, mind you, 1991, 1992, yeah. not a hell of a lot. So whatever yeah. you could get, you would just, you held on to. Yeah, that was like way before I even knew about that stuff. I mean, yeah. 91, 92 would have been when I discovered that they had done uh, and brought Biolante over to the States. Yeah, I found that up by pure happenstance. There was a video store around the corner from my grandparents' house. Um, and we were walking through there one day and, uh, I just like, I saw a box art. I saw God's own like, wait, what is this? Yeah. This is something at that point I thought I had cataloged everything. Yeah. So, um, I found an old magazine that had all the listings up to, uh, Terra Mecha Godzilla. And I knew the 85 existed, but I didn't know. Right. Right. Uh, and I knew King, King Eater at the time existed and mm-hmm. Mothra was coming up. But I didn't know about Biolani. So it was like completely. Oh, cool. Yeah. Something unknown. I'm just like, I haven't, um, I begged, I begged him. And he's like, uh, uh, all right. He signed up for a, um, for uh, um, a membership just so you can rent this for his grandson, nice. just to shut him up. <laughs> and by that weekend, was watching that film over and over again just because I knew it was like, I have, t- I have 48 hours before I- we got to return this thing. So and I- at that point, it's like, you don't know when you're going to get to see it again. Yeah. So, you know, I just sucked it up as much as I could. I'm just like, God, Godzilla fights a plant. This is awesome. I have no idea that uh, it existed. So Yeah. I, I have a similar story. I mean, the podcast listeners have heard this a million times, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, I walked into, I was in college at the time, and I walked into this video store in downtown Savannah where I was going to school. And I was just like looking at the cult classic stuff, and, and I saw the cover for Biolante, and mm-hmm. I was like, what? It was, is this? Yeah, that was the first one to use like the actual Japanese poster art too. Yeah, yeah. And that just that's the thing that really grabs you because it's just like before it's like, like you know you get Megalon and it's, you either get the one where they're on top of the uh, World Trade Center <laughs> yeah. or you get back then the pre Photoshop you know splice. Yeah. Oh, job. dude, all of those super old like VHS tapes had the weirdest cover art. Oh, I know. I had yeah. just after a while when I got older, since my my dad would just bring you know crap home, I I had three or four copies of 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 the same movie but yeah, the problem yeah. was it was like okay I don't have this box so yeah I'll take totally. it just for the fact just to own the box I just recently uh, for a personal project picked up the VHS tape of Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster <laughs> and when I was looking on eBay I was like there are at least three different covers for this thing which I one did you get? Uh, the one that I got I think has a photo of okay. Godzilla I is don't it think throw, Ibira is, it the, is on it. Okay, so it's not the one where it's not the. Oh, stock it might footage. be the painted one where he's coming out of the. the so water. it's the good. It's the good. It's the video treasures one. Then I think it's got a blue box. It's sort. It's, it's really it's, dark. Yeah, it's artsy. Yeah, yeah. It's artsy. It's Godzilla coming out of the water. And you see, kind of see a crab down at the bottom. Probably yes. something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's just pretty much Godzilla like jumping the screen like he's a 1970s comic book character. Yeah, but the yeah. one I had when I was younger mm-hmm. had like. Uh, had like the Heisei Godzilla painted on it, and yeah. it was back when I didn't know mm-hmm. the difference between the different. Godzillas back when those guys did not yeah. give, they're just like whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Godzilla, just throw it on there. Totally, it sells totally. the product. Um, so, so how did you guys find each other and decide to do a podcast about giant monsters? Oh yes, <laughs> Chris <laughs> looks right at me. Mm-hmm. We had met because Chris and I actually both do press. 
So when you do press at a San Diego or at Comic Cons, I was going to mm-hmm. say San Diego Comic Con because that's the monster that slays all monsters. But when you go and you're in enough kind of step and repeats or interview, oh, you right, tend to right, see right. the same people because you all line up your cameras, you all line up. So you tend to kind of get to know the people that are like near you or next to you. And you actually sometimes help each other out. Like if someone's microphone goes out, they'll be mm-hmm. like, here, use mine. And then vice versa. Oh, you cool. guys kind of yeah. help each and other out. You herded like cattle. Like yeah. In a they, tiny bullpen with yes. about 50 feet on each end for the stars to actually move around and stuff right, like that. Right. Yes. So, teeny tiny petite little girl next to two large men myself and my 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 buddy george so just like don't crush the little asian girl just love of god don't <laughs> yeah, no. i was like i disappear into a crowd and then um that's how i met chris uh-huh. and then growing up i only had one other friend who like really liked godzilla yeah. and then the only other person i met other than mark haramio was mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. was chris and then so i've always wanted to do like a kaiju podcast not just on godzilla but also other kaijus Mm -hmm. and other monsters but i didn't really know anybody else and podcasts are best carried with two hosts or at least a host and a guest like two like you can't doing them by myself like you can't just ramble like who am i like who i talk to (laughs) so i approached chris that idea one time i think we were at wondercon well no uh it was yeah we were at wondercon in wondercon is where we we i finally you know, got your contact information. Yes. It, it, okay. was, it was a three, it, it was a three month process or almost a four month process. So we meet at, I think it was uh, the premiere for justice league. Uh, I want to say doom. Yes. Was one of those, we're doing the press line for that. So we got, we, we do the, a lot of the Warner brother home video stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where I met her. And she's like, she mentioned something about Pacific rim. I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm looking forward to that too. And she's oh my like, God, so Pacific do you know about Godzilla? I'm like, I was wearing a Godzilla shirt under what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. I'm like, of course. So yeah. then it's like, okay, let's keep del- you know diving deeper. And then I hit her with the MMA stuff. She's like, oh, I love pride and I love it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she said, would well, you like this? I'm like, yes. And then, and then where the wall, where the record screeched, whereas, <laughs> you do you like-, like monster trucks? I'm like, oh, no, that's the one thing I'm not really into. It's like, and being half white trash, you would think I am, but no, I never got, that's one thing I never, she's like, oh, like nine out of 10. Okay. I'll, I'll, I can work with that. So it was WonderCon. We were doing this, I think the press for Superman Unbound. And you were lost in the catacombs of the arena. And I'm yes. just like, okay, this is how you go. Hey, like, can I get your information? So that's, I, you know, I emailed her once or twice to make sure, hey, I'm not a creepy, you know, right. dude. It's, you know. And, I'm uh, legit, I swear. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I look, I look like I belong, you know, on an Amber Alert list, but I'm not. I, I swear to God, I'm not. <laughs> you don't and, look like you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know. Believe me, I know. Right. I know what right. this, what the, I'm rocking right here. You've so. got the goatee, at least. If you yeah. shave that off, I might withdraw that statement. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Well, I had a full beard rocking for a while, too. And yeah. my buddy just like, okay, you moved up to like Mountain Man, like kidnapper now. So, oh, yeah. So, um, the Grizzly it, Adams Hermit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, we were at, it was Comic Con. We were doing, press for throne of atlantis uh and uh, no uh, it was uh flashpoint and uh after she was on one end mm-hmm. and we're sitting there so we have a drunk carrie elwes coming through who was just like yeah that's, that's real cool man you know just i'm aquaman that's awesome <laughs> and uh so she after i'm like hey man what what was up with carrie elwes she's like oh you know nothing oh wait i have something i want to ask you like literally just like yeah. like her train of thought went off she's like 
Um, and then we got split up before she could ask me. She's like, write me, write me. And like, that's because we had to run off to do mm-hmm. something. So literally like, they heard you out of the room so fast. As soon as the interviews are done, they yeah, just, they're they just kick like, you out. out. Cause there's another group of nerdish reporters waiting to get in yeah. for the next thing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, she's like, just hit me up, hit me up. So I hit her up that Monday night and, uh, she's, I'm like, Hey, so what, what was the big thing? She's like, do you want to do a podcast about giant monsters? I'm like, you hear you just twisted my arm. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like yeah, let me yeah. think about it. Yes, yeah, I was like, yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's do it. So we pretty much you know set up a, a play date of sorts and you know hammered it out. It's like, so what do you have in mind? I don't know. Just talk about monsters. That's all. That's cool. The best thing about doing these podcasts is just nerding out about Godzilla monsters. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, at the at the time over on Realmcast, we were really starting to build a podcast network. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had a side site with them called Panzer Crush, and you know at the time I w- it, w- it got put to the side because I had to take over all the the editorial duties on Realmcast. Okay, and I'm just like you know I got I got the site just sitting there doing nothing. Like we can use that as our host, and pretty much that's where it came from. So cool, cool. And over time, you know who when you work near all those people, you know who are the journalists that are worth. Mm-hmm your time to really converse with who don't see it as a competition. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, rather, yeah. Yeah. and then you very quickly weed out who are the a-hole ones. Yeah. Like very quickly weed <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, there's a few of them. And yeah. then so there's a few that we keep seeing over and over. But I think it's another testament of like, people in the same like career field industry can help each other out. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic example to podcasts oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. doing over. There's no, like there are people who just approach it as like, it is a competition. I was like, everybody gets Mark Wade's time for two minutes. I don't know why you have to jump ahead and push me out of the way. I don't, Everybody gets the exact same time, so it's like we get it. You're your go getter. Just it's like I was we're all like, doing the same. We're, I don't half understand. of you are all asking the same questions. So. Mm. That's <sighs> actually, you know, the whole like everybody asks the same questions. That's mm. one of the reasons I I never even try and do those like five minute interview, two minute interview kind of things. I, I'm a long form guy. Exactly. <laughs> I love. That's why I love. That's what I love about about doing this because it's just half the time we're just sitting there BSing with each other. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've listened to a few episodes. Like you guys barely talked about monsters at all in this one. It's just like, what's going on in Chris and Jessica's life? It's because pretty much it's like, um, we didn't have time to prep anything. There's this news, and we'll just wing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a little inside, you know, NFL on that one. So, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, behind we, the curtain. Behind the curtain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's... it's. I lost my train of thought on that one. No, Sorry, cool. <laughs> There's no such thing as trains in this interview. We're yeah. just talking about whatever. So when did you guys start? Like, uh, you started in 2013, though? So it was like right yes. after Pacific Rim, right? Oh, no, it was... Or right before it? It was before... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it was, was when after. the DVD came out. The DVD came out, Because yeah, so. I had the 16-page oh, right, right. note... <laughs> Yeah, like, so you guys had the extensive coverage. Yeah, yeah the, that was real extensive. We did the two part. So we did the first one at my place. Um, so I'm, you know, driving from here, literally in Burbank, where she was staying at the time, back down to where Disneyland, where I live. Yeah, and which is not, it's not a quick jaunt. If for those who don't know no, the no, topography, LA. I was telling uh, somebody else earlier, like I'm not familiar with LA, and when I look. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend says, oh, Silver Lake. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's a half an hour away. Yeah. And then we <laughs> oh, went no. to that, Gorilla Mall the other day. That's normal that's, half like, hour, not with traffic. Right, right. Not yeah, with yeah, traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With traffic is like a three hour away. Yeah. So even though we're only about 
35 miles apart, which in many places, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, you tack on two hours to yeah. that 35 hour, yeah. 35 yeah. miles. So what would normally be a 40-minute trip turns into like two and a half hours one way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because the initial idea was like, <laughs> oh okay, God. we'll get together like once a month, we'll, we'll bang out like two episodes, and then, you know, we'll move on from there. Then that <clears throat> fell apart real quick. Yeah. And it's just like, um, you can just do it over the phone. She's like, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. How many podcasts do you do? Because I've heard you say some of them. I just don't remember them. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's not all kaiju stuff, obviously. Yeah, so it's the shameless plug at stuff. each one yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, right now, I run two on uh, on Realmcast that I actually run. We have, I think, four or five going right now. Mm. I'm gearing up for um, an animation one with a buddy of mine that we did a, a Quora podcast. So, um, The Legend of Quora. So right now it's two out of the five that we have. Cool. And then there's Kaiju, which is we kind of keep separate, but within the, the realm. Yeah, so the network. Want. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if you're listening to this, come over here and listen to this. So, Very cool. But uh, we, we, you know, I, when uh, we set it up, I, I, you know, I laid it down with my, with my buddy George. I'm like, hey, I'm going to use – because Panzer was my site. It was mm-hmm. always a sister site to cover stuff that we weren't covering on – Realmcast at the time, so a lot more heavy yeah. uh, anime and a lot of more of the weirder crap I'm into, like op- movie oddities and stuff like that. Okay, and uh, he's just like, yeah, that's good, dude. Do whatever you want. I mean, you're paying for the site, so just we'll we'll work it in. We'll 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 hoard on the network. So nice, nice. Mm-hmm. How is it being a podcaster in the LA network? Because uh, the LA area, <laughs> yeah. city mm-hmm. network is actually probably a really good name for it, it or is. a term for it because. I mean, every time I think of people I want to interview, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of actually going to Japan, mm-hmm. uh, it seems that so many things are happening in the California, especially the Los Angeles area, and you get a lot of English-speaking people <laughs> that you could potentially interview, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, you guys recently uh, interviewed Carlos Delgado. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ricardo Delgado. Did I say Carlos? Yeah, it's it's fine. There is there is yeah. actually a Carlos Delgado. It, That's it, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and actually, I, what's really screwed me up from that? Uh, thank God he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that I think his first Age of Reptiles book mm-hmm. it said mm-hmm. Richard Delgado. Yes. Yes. And so when you guys were introducing him as. Ricardo. Ricardo Delgado. Yeah. I was like, whoa, is that that's wrong? I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> no, no, that was yeah. on that was on um yeah. that was on uh Dark Horse's part. Nineteen ninety four, it's like you're sounding a little too ethnic right now. Let's <laughs> let's scale so that bad. back a bit for for, yeah. for uh prosperity's sake. But that episode, I have been I mean, I love Age of Reptiles. Mm-hmm. And like I can I can remember back to the time where I was reading G Fan, like every time it came out and i saw the spread with his artwork from mm-hmm. from the godzilla uh pre-production remember, stuff and i was just like issue, yeah. oh that's so awesome and the whole time i'm listening to the podcast i'm like somebody's got to mention the gmk like connection there somebody's got to mm-hmm. mention that and then finally right. i was like yes yeah it was <laughs> kind of believe it. It, was, yeah. it was in the notes like you know they kind of you know aped your design a little bit and he's yeah, like yeah. oh really that was, that was the that was the, 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 the nice thing is just the guy was super humble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I brought it up in the actual podcast, but uh, as I told Jessica, when um, he was out here at a convention signing. Yeah. And uh, pretty, it was kind of the dirt show of conventions out here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying not to speak ill will of the Los Angeles comic and sci-fi convention. But gotcha. Okay. They, they, mm, okay. But he was out there just sitting at his table, mm-hmm. you know, all alone. And I go up. I'm like, hey, uh, Mr. Delgado, big, you know, big fan. And I kind of introduced myself. And I'm like... 
hey, I run this podcast, and we talk about Godzilla and monsters. You say, oh, that's, you know, and that's when he told me about, he almost got to work on Pacific Rim. Oh, like, nice. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you want to come on and, you know, talk about, you know, your your time on the movie and yeah, stuff? He's yeah. like, he kind of looks at me, he's looking around, he's like, Am I, are you, what? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you have not any idea how much a big part of, like, the fandom you are. Yeah. It's like. He really wanted me to sit down and tell him my story. I'm like, y- yes, sir. I would love you to come on. He's like, oh, okay. Like he was just like, why, why, why do you want to hear what I? I'm not. I get, I get the comic book stuff, but yeah, you yeah. want to hear all this other stuff. Especially got the movie didn't get made. It's like, but that's the thing though. It was it be it's become this internet legend kind of thing now. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, oh, oh, okay. So you know, three weeks later, he was you know, Mark graciously hosted it at his house, and you know, he's sitting there, and you know, as we're once we finish, he's just like. I, I, thanks. I, I, you know, it was the whole thing. It was like, no one ever bothers to yeah. ask me. I'm like, dude, if you show up at G Fest, you're going to get mobbed. People are going to be wanting oh, to yeah. ask you. should kinds totally of go to G Fest. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, he, the thing is, too, the, what I found humbling about him is the fact that it's just like, he loves his job, but it's just a job to him yeah. on some, on some cases. And he's just like, yeah, I, I, I worked on Men in Black. It's, yeah. What it was, what it was. <laughs> he's it's almost just, like, yeah, I did that. What's the yeah, big deal? Yeah. It's just like, he's yeah. into his thing. Yeah. And he's just like I, you know, I don't buy into the f- hype and fanfare or things. But he's when you bring up like the stuff he was in, like this show is mm-hmm. like his alley. Like he grew up on the monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what he loves. But whenever we're bringing up, it's like, did you see any of the new movies? He's like, no, you know, it's just like, like I look the, I love the older movies. That's yeah. what I grew up yeah. on. That's what I'm into. And you know, Mark and I are just like, dude, you got to check this stuff out. Yeah, I just had an opportunity to sit down with the gentleman who created the X Men animated series. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, another long-form interview. Like, I talked, picked his ear for four hours. And one of the things I found out before I walked in was he was one of the uh, four writers and creators of the Hanna-Barbera Ultraman movie. Oh, uh, yes. Ultraman USA. Yeah. Oh, not the animated. Journey to the Stars or whatever? No, no. That that was the sequel to the Japanese-produced Tsuburaya series. Okay. This one was Hanna-Barbera. Tsuburaya had approached Hanna-Barbera. And they're like, hey, do you want to do this? Or actually, I think he said it. someone in Hanna-Barbera wanted to do Ultraman because they were an Ultraman fan. Yeah. And they're like, we need someone to write a pilot. And it was him and uh, uh, I believe one of the gentlemen that worked on G.I. Joe. There was all these guys that were – they all worked on GoBots too. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah. I'm like, did you have any idea? Like if, we talked for a half hour on this. And he realized he's like – no one even knows about this thing. Like, why do you care? I'm like, because this is the stuff yeah. that I find fascinating. The yeah. unsung heroes. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it, so it, and that's saying like, the, to, like acknowledging that they don't really understand, like people actually do know about yeah. some of that stuff. It's, yeah. Cause he's I've like, that story a lot. Yeah. He too. gets X-Men yeah. all the time. It's like, yeah, people come up to me about X-Men, but it's just like, yeah, Ultraman. It's like, He's, he had to sit there and he's like, hold on a second. I, it, he was trying to get like uh, stuff, you know, in his head. It's like, oh, do we do? Okay, yeah. So if you look it up, like we're all, he tells a whole story. And uh, it's going to be part of the next, once the podcast gets back up, that's going to be a good chunk. But yeah. he's actually, the beauty about being in LA is to come back to your point. Yeah. Long, I'm sorry, you know, I no, go around no, no. this whole way. All good. Um, is the fact that, you know, it's like you get an opportunity to find these people out here. And, you know, I told him, it's like, hey, if, you know, if, if come down to, could you get your buddies together? Would you mind to sit down? He's like, yeah. I mean, you really want to hear this? He's like, I'm like, yes, this yeah. is another one of those pieces of history that kind of went by the wayside, but people in the fandom love this stuff. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anything about that animated Ultraman movie. Nobody before. has. I like, just saw it for the first time, I think around 
uh, Thanksgiving of last year or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, I told Mark um, because I, I now like I hit up Mark every time I find something cool, and mm. he's just like, "Wait, you talked to the the guys that wrote that?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's he's like he gets yeah. flabbergasted too. Yeah. He just geeks out too. It's, it's kind of funny watching the grown man. She's like, did, "Did you get anything else out of him?" I'm like, "He's they he said he's got a buddy. He's got." artwork and stuff. It's like, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got to talk to this <laughs> we guy. We got to get these guys. We got to yeah, get yeah. these guys. So yeah. So, and that's, that's one of the great things about, you know, living out here. And, you know, besides the fact that we have two seasons, pretty much <laughs> we have hot and not hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people we, we get to chat it up with and yeah. you know, it, it does help a lot. So yeah, I think, I, Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go, go on. Go. Oh no, I was going to say, I think LA is really great because other than a lot of People who speak English, uh, who are connected to kaijus and creatures and everything that are here, artists, writers. Also, we have a lot of shows, like we have a kawaii kaiju, like a chibi, like kaiju gallery show, oh, right, like a right, pop-up right. show. Gotcha, yeah, or yeah. we'll have something like a WonderCon. Mm. Or we could even have, we have something down in Hollywood called like the Egyptian Theater. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they may show... You know, I don't know. They might suddenly show a double feature of yeah. like Godzilla and like Gamera. So we have a lot of venues and activities and events that allow us to be able to go and obviously write or talk about it, but mm-hmm. also meet people that are actually there. Like for WonderCon, I mean, I'm sure Chris and I would be doing it. We are looking for, um, that sounds like we're stalking him, yeah. but Colin Bunn, mm-hmm. um, because he's here. At WonderCon, he's a, and, yeah, he's a featured guest. So. Okay, he's and a featured she, guest. You're being the comic nut. Yeah, she loves Colin Bunn's work. Like when we talk about Cataclysm, you know, she's before we're sitting down, she's like, "Oh, he did this and he's doing." That. I'm like, "Okay, so you're you're gonna run this. I'm just gonna kind of keep my hand on the wheel, and you're gonna run this whole episode." Yeah. I was literally reading Cataclysm <laughs> when you guys said you're here. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're like, oh. I think I'm on like issue. I'm almost at issue four, but uh, yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. And LA is close enough to San Diego where IDW currently Mm -hmm. licenses and prints the Godzilla Mm -hmm. comics. So, you know, many people like Chris Mowry, the writer or the artist or not artist because Matt Frank is out in Texas, but like editors or whoever worked on it happens to be in the San Diego area, Mm -hmm. which is close enough to to OC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And LA. Really lucky. I had a work trip to San Diego and I got to go meet up with Chris and meet Bobby and <gasps> yeah. get to check out the IDW oh, place. Yeah. I haven't seen their new location. They haven't gone yet. That's why. I don't oh, think okay. they've they're, gone they're yet. The no. last yeah. one, uh, I think it might be the president of IDW. I don't know who it is exactly. <laughs> they but, have the uh, office over in the corner. The, the it's big like office. massive office and it's just walled books. with original comic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the books. That's, yeah. uh, that's, um, Chris Ryle, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, the guy, I think the guy who's like in charge is basically, he's got nothing but like original comic book art up on the walls. Mm-hmm. And some of them are huge. We talked for like really 30 cool. minutes about Rom and his yeah. love of Rom and trying to get Rom to come over to nice, IDW. Nice. Uh, so what's, uh, what's the coolest thing you guys have found like for the, for the Kaiju Kingdom podcast as far as like, I mean, obviously Delgado is a pretty, Pretty awesome find. Delgado was Del, Delgado was great. Um, I, the the irony of that was the fact that uh, we there was a Ricardo Delgado that follows our our Realmcast Twitter feed, right? And he, he listens to um, our our Flash show, okay, and and the Arrow show. So he hits up, you know, because um, uh, George mainly runs the Twitter feed for for. Um, Realmcast. So I I have access to it. So I went on there and I saw, oh hey, with the and Ricardo Delgado. I'm like, wait, 
are you the Ricardo Delgado? I'm like, I'm a Ricardo Delgado. <laughs> it's like, and because his thing says comic book maker or comic book artist, uh, storyboard artist. I'm like, oh, right, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, hey, um, you didn't work on the Godzilla, you know, 94 film. He's like, no, that's this Ricardo <laughs> Delgado who I get mistaken for all the time because everyone loves that guy. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've only been working for like the last five years. So, um, uh, but anyway, um, no, Delgado was a great find. Uh, Eric was, you know, gracious with with his stuff. But the, ironically, the biggest find I, I still hold this today was was meeting Mark because mm. Mark at the time had just um, we we did the panel at Kamikaze. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. Stanley's so, Kamikaze. Yeah. We, didn't, yeah. we didn't record that panel, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she did one before the first year, and okay. that's kind of how we kind of cemented everything because I was the the dude in the front, it's like. Yeah, the, you know, the, this happened. I'm, I'm like a four year old, like raising my hands, like, yeah, no, you're wrong on that. You know, I, you know, being, being a dick. And, um, so we, we did, we did the second panel we did, uh, where we had, it was Arm, uh, Armand was on that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were on my third panel. It might have been. You got like 90 panels, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she pretty much is the kamikaze panel person. Nice. Like, she submits like 14 every year. Um, but no, we we did the we did the one. It was I think when Pacific Rim came out, but mm-hmm. after the gods of the first Godzilla trailer hadn't come out yet. But all the Comic Con stuff right. was out, so we were discussing that. And uh, Mark was in the audience with his brother. And afterwards, he comes out and he's got the Wolfman versus Godzilla shirt yeah. on. And I'm like, literally a week before, I had saw the footage that someone had had sniped from uh, G Fest. Oh right, yeah. And yeah. I was like, my mind was blown. It's like, wait, what? What is this? Yeah. And he shows up and with his magical his iPad. magic iPad, his yeah, magic yeah. iPad. It's like, I'm like, wait, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, I'm the guy that brought it. I'm like, what? And yeah. he was literally the first guy. I, I pulled Jessica's like, we got to get this guy on the podcast because he starts showing us stuff. I'm like, oh my, like my mind, my eyes just lit up. So, and he had yeah. amazing posters of oh, Woman. Oh, yeah, and then that was the day I felt so terrible because in between panels, a moderator only has five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So get, I literally yeah. was like, Chris, talk to this guy. It was so because <laughs> he was such a sweet person and he was so nice. But I was like, I literally like I have to run and get ready for yeah, the next the panel. Next one, yeah. and I felt really, really too. terrible. Yeah. She did this year too. She gets up halfway through and she's like, yeah, I got to go. I got a James Bond panel I got to go right now. So uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for showing up. Chris will take care of everything. Nice. And nice. I got up and I left. So I was like, oh, I feel I feel so bad. They, there should be something better than like a five to 10 minute window there. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone well, always goes over. I don't put, know why they do that. 19 panels in one day. That's what you get. They schedule it. You don't want to reduce the time of a panel though. You know, like, and that's the thing. That's it's hard it, making it fifty minutes instead of a full hour. Like exactly, yeah. that that's part of the problem. And but that's that's where she like rides high. Like yeah. she owns a panel. Like I've sat on panel. I'm just like mm, she she's in charge of this thing. Like <laughs> and you know as as much as I over I talk over I know I talk over her so much on the podcast. There's points where I'm just like, hey, you still there? You know? She's like, yeah, that's yeah, my I'm girlfriend, just, by the way. She's oh. She's Lady so- Kyle. <laughs> uh, when we sit on, when I sit on a panel with Jessica, I'm just like she owns it. Like she's she, like pretty much grabs it with an iron fist and just runs with it. So that's that's her domain, and I I'm just you know the weary guy in the in, in on you know sitting in the back seat. So <laughs> I got to meet Mark actually mm-hmm. my first Monster Palooza, and he same thing. He was like, <laughs> "Oh hey, what's up, man? How's it yeah. going? Do you want to see some footage from Godzilla yeah, versus like, the Wolfman?" Wait, did he randomly <laughs> find you in a hallway? Yeah, I think I was probably wearing a Kaiju Cast <clears throat> shirt or something like that, and he was like, "Oh okay, yeah, yeah. okay," because yeah. I was gonna say of all people, he just was like, "I was." 
like he's at Monster Palooza. He could have targeted anybody. Yeah, but I wearing a kaiju cast shirt makes no shirt Mar- makes Mark, sense. Mark is an unsung hero. Mark has helped a lot with a lot of the stuff we've been doing, and plus, it's like as much as we're so into it, like he's an encyclopedia of this stuff. Like oh, he's yeah. pulling up stuff. It's like, sure. wait, what? It's been a while since I like I what, what and. It comes to like he knows Ultraman, he knows Common Rider, mm-hmm. and all this. Like you're getting spots where I'm like really like on shaky waters. Oh like, yeah, she knows sure. Ultraman. Like I know the American Ultraman, the, the Australian Ultraman they played mm-hmm. out here, and Seven, and any of the Zero movies. And that's pretty much my extensive knowledge of Ultraman. Yeah, I've got. I, I mean, Godzilla movies, extended kaiju films, and I just started getting into Ultraman recently, mm-hmm. and like so. When Mark and I, I think the last time we had a phone call uh, conversation, which is normally just called a conversation, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was telling me about some of the the stuff that he was doing for Kaiju Gaiden. Oh, and, oh uh, yeah. And I was yes. like, what? There were Chinese kaiju films? Oh, yes, yeah. there are. So, like, he's he had, is, like, totally, yeah. like, Which my mother swears is, like, superior to Godzilla, but I know that's just a World War II history thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's funny. <laughs> so, we, we, I would. It's like, here's a quick story. We were over at Mark's one day, and um, he showed me, like, like he, I'm like, what new goodies have you got? He's like, oh, just hold on a second. I got stuff for you. So, he puts on this uh, this Chinese uh, movie about these two dragons fighting each other. And the problem is, I'm like, ah, you don't have a sub? He's like, that's a problem. Uh, none of this stuff is sub. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jessica's over all of a sudden just like silently. processing it. She's like, uh huh. <laughs> and we both look over. It's like, wait, do you understand what they're saying? She's like, oh, yeah. So, we have her playing telephone to what, you know, oh, she's cool. become the, 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 the cool. universal translator. And she's like, so yeah, so they're saying this dragon is upset because he broke this magical <laughs> spirit bond, and it's what uh, this is. Well, who wrote this? Yeah. It's like you know, children stuff. Like keep going, keep going. Nice. Hey, I'm afraid to tap my Japanese speaking friends in Portland to come mm-hmm. over and watch the you know handful of unsubtitled movies that I do have. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. All, do you have all the Zone Fighter stuff? I uh, have like I think I have like the first DVD set of Zone Fighter or mm. something like that. But like uh, for example, you know we do our Daikaiju discussions every month, and uh, the in the randomization of the movies next or yeah next month's movie uh, April's movie was supposed to be the Ultra Q movie, mm-hmm. but that's not available subtitled, and like I don't even know where to tell the listeners to go get a copy of it at all. So I, I was like, yeah, we'll just YouTube. like flip it to another month mm-hmm. and cycle in something else in my jerk co-host who's also here he was at <laughs> denny's uh earlier dave said death kappa really fast and i was like all right fine you're in for it we're doing death kappa next month well at least you're not pulling out like uh like craw the sea monster or something like that yet. i would love to eventually pull out craw the sea mm-hmm. monster i don't know if it's available on dvd or i think or it is Blu-ray i think they put it up with uh Zo- what was it zokray the uh, Z- zarkor zarkor yeah zarkor the invader yeah, yeah. Oh god, all this Charles <laughs> that Charles Brand stuff. I got a buddy that's super into um uh I'm getting puppet masters. Roasted. Yeah, that, that that'll happen. That'll happen. The sun There's is There's a bright giant ball of light in the sky and I don't know how to process it without the overcast clouds protecting me yeah, from Yeah, no, it. down yeah. here you develop like a second layer of skin just to you know, that's to die off to protect the real skin nice, from the nice. from the incessant rays of the sun. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, uh, I th- yeah. To go back, I think yeah, they're on DVD, and yeah, Charles. Somebody Brand is a I think nut mentioned job. that 
the craw somebody from the craw production is here at Monster Palooza. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I'm gonna uh, like my girlfriend and I are just not gonna go to the show today. So yeah. I think tomorrow <laughs> it's a madhouse. Uh, yeah, I will just. She doesn't like crowds, and yeah, this isn't I was the biggest like, venue. Saturday either. is a is going to be a bigger crowd than Sunday, mm-hmm. and then we walked downstairs earlier to see the line. Yeah, yeah. 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 Will like, call is going around is, the yeah. building. This is what, the, yeah, and it, the way they did it this year, and I've only been once before, mm-hmm. but like the way they made the line go, I was like, I can't even understand how this is snaking around this area. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind not going mm. today. I'm just glad to be here. So. You're in scenic Burbank. Scenic, scenic. Burbank. <laughs> right, <laughs> right across, across the street the from the airport. Yeah. Well, and you're the also, tennies. <laughs> yeah, and you're two blocks down from Hasbro Studios. I mean, come on. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It used to be the old hub network. Oh, that out. must be why there are signs on the elevators that say you can go on the Transformers ride. Oh, no, that's Universal Studios. Is that Universal? Yeah, right. yeah. which is not too far. Like, that's like 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, Universal, Universal City. Yeah. is just right down the yeah. street. So. Okay, right on. Now, see, I have no idea where the hell I'm at. Yeah, LA's a weird place. You, when you think you're out of LA, you're still in LA. That's the problem. Like, everyone thinks downtown is it. But it's like, yeah. no, Eagle Rock is part of LA, and you're yeah. like hitting a, a, a boundary where only cougars are like hunting, you know, rare exotic animals. It's like, people live out here? It's like, yes, they do. Yeah. So uh, what uh, what are some of your favorites? Let's talk about like what you know. Let's nerd out. Because like, <laughs> some of the some of my favorite films, like Godzilla nineteen eighty five, was mm-hmm. on my favorite list forever, yeah. and now it's just like a nostalgic favorite because yeah. I can now that I'm much 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 older, I can see taste. the flaws of the film <laughs> and be like, yes, I love nineteen eighty five's Godzilla production, but wow, mm-hmm. there's some bad stuff going on there. What are some of the films that you guys gravitate towards now? Oh, now I think it's all the fond ones that I really remember for various reasons. You know, I really liked, you know, Godzilla vs. Mothra. I liked the original. Mm -hmm, I liked mm -hmm. 1974, Mm -hmm. Godzilla. I liked Destroy All Monsters. It was one of those where I was like, it's like the Justice League (laughs) of all the monsters. Only when I'm older, I'm like more like Legion of Doom. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, you know, those were, and I loved... And I mean, I see the flaws of it now, but I loved Biolanti. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's because the first time I really saw a creature that moves versus a plant. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, essentially a plant, uh, because I kind of didn't see how that was a fair fight until <laughs> toward like the end. Um, and I really, really, those were definitely my favorites yeah. that off the top of my head that I remember as a kid. So, and also things that I would rewatch now over and over yeah so those were definitely that's almost like the calling card it's like Mm. what you watch and go to over and over again those are the ones that Mm -hmm. sort of like cement themselves at least in my brain as like being better than the others i mean i'm a a huge fan of the show era stuff especially the Mm pre-1970 show era stuff when it got when it got trippy yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) trippy and with you know no budgets it just Mm -hmm. was not not my favorite thing to to watch those uh, 70s shows. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows mm-hmm. how I feel about the 70s movies, but uh yeah, I mean I I uh I remember finding out about the Heisei movies when I got mm-hmm. online in 1995 and just being like, <laughs> "What is this awesomeness?" When AOL ruled with an iron fist. <laughs> the uh, the going back to what you're talking about about mm-hmm. the, the bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how yeah. I watched Mechagodzilla, or actually, I watched Space Godzilla and Destroya, 
in mm-hmm. in only Japanese, and one of them I think was uh, yeah, Destroya because mm-hmm. it was 1996 when I finally picked them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Destroya was a theater copy, so I was sitting there watching the movie. Some, some dudes holding a camera, <laughs> people are walking in front of it. You hear people coughing, kids crying. It was the Japanese equivalent terrible, of yeah. Jose, who's out there filming it. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> I was like, this is incredible, but it wasn't that incredible. I had to you know wait till it came out on on some sort of home video format to really experience the incredible effects of that, See, that film. That was the problem. Everyone's, everyone's so spoiled now because it's like though there was a good... Because you realize the Heisei films didn't get released here until the Sony film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, there's only three uh, years between Destroyer and that, but there's eight years between, you know, King Ghidorah and For that. sure, for yeah. sure. And those films, when they came out, I remember looking at the box on the, on, the, on the VHS boxes at like Fry's and they're like, with high-tech special effects, it's like... Uh, you're really reaching on that one, but uh, okay, we'll we'll go with it. Well, the first time I saw Biolante, I mm-hmm. was actually pretty blown away by the special effects in that film. Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean we- I thought like, oh my gosh, they're doing it right. Yeah. And now I watch the films, and and this, some of the Heisei stuff holds up pretty well, but they, you know there are definitely some stinker effects shots, especially like in King Ghidra. Yeah. And uh, and space goes off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still it still bothers me. I I mean my fa- my first kaiju film was Rodan. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, yeah. I saw that film mm-hmm. and I loved it. I had the Shogun Warriors Rodan. Um, so when I heard that R- Rodan was going to be in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla after the fact that they had made it, yeah. I was really excited. And then when he just basically doesn't move his wings, yeah, yeah, yeah they did. I was like, <laughs> that, that pterosaur is super yeah. slow. Japanese filmmakers have not been able to do <laughs> bird wings very well. Uh, until very, very recently. In yeah, opinion. with the advent yeah. of CG and everything. Yeah, and for a while, even like as, as late as like 1999, there's like a, a, a movie called On Myoji. It's a, it's a, basically it's a fantasy magic film set in feudal Japan. And, mm-hmm. uh, they had some really bad looking birds in that film. <laughs> that was in 99 or something <laughs> like that. So it's really, really recently that they've been able to to do something cool in Japan for, for I always wings. find it, I, I always find it ironic a country that's ahead of us in technology by about thirty years and yet their film institute you know they're behind about a good fifteen. I don't know if I would say that Japan is ahead of us in technology. It's still pretty weird when you go there. Like mm-hmm. people still use faxes a lot and like <laughs> it's they, a cash economy. It's a yeah totally cash. But economy. you know that I mean, robot that looks exactly like a professor mm-hmm. from far away. Like I think it fooled its own students. Mm. I think I get what Chris means in certain ways like they're yeah. very good like you can't kill a Honda like there's <laughs> no you can't yeah, there one. is that's good news because I have one yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean their technology is so and then there's parts of them where it's like a huge dichotomy and you're just yeah. like what is happening right now well I'm hoping that the you know the new film that they're going to make in Japan like I'm really hoping that they don't rely solely on technology for mm. their computer graphics right. for the, the, the monster stuff. Uh, do you guys have any hopes and dreams about the, the new Toho film coming out in 16? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, um, again, my hope is that uh, they don't go full CG mm-hmm. because as much everyone's like looking at the Attack on Titan trailer or teaser right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they could sort of, I'm like, mm, no. I mean, if you look at, 
the problem with a lot of the stuff that Japan's been churning out, especially because they're, they're they've been going down the same route we have, where it's like whatever was popular 15, 20 years ago, there's a nostalgia wave, so let's redo it. I mean, oh yeah, the that reboots, was a weird yeah, time yeah. to do a Parasite movie. That that manga was like big in like 1994, 95. It's yeah. like, why are you doing this now? It's like, oh, people who grew up on it are now kind of into it. So, um. A lot of those, like the Gotcha Man movie, was not that good. Mm. Uh, I didn't see Gotcha Man. I saw the Battleship Yamada, Space Battleship Yamada. But that was done by the the gentleman that did uh, Returner. Did you ever see Returner? Yeah. 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 And that guy actually has an understanding. He has a fundamental yeah. understanding of how effects work. He did, um, he did, he did Always the, on Sunset. Yeah, with, with the Godzilla yeah, scene. Yeah. I and mean, even then, it's like as much as, you know, he... he he did his best, but you know it's two thousand four, two thousand five with the with the CG Godzilla. It's like there's still not a CG powerhouse over there like we mm-hmm. are. And uh, you know, unlike you know, when people look at the hosts, it's like, oh well, those guys, you know, the Koreans did right. It's like, yeah, because they farmed it out to an it's, American studio. Yeah, some guys in San Francisco, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, the orphanage. They yeah. uh, they worked on uh, um, Rain of Fire. That was their that was oh, one yeah. of their their productions. Yeah. So unless Toe is going to same thing for Dragon Wars, right? No, no. Or Dragon Wars was all, all in Korea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you following the the gentleman's putting together that Younger-y, uh documentary? Uh, not not yet. I actually that is one of the films I've never seen. I've never oh, seen Reptilian. You, ooh, <gasps> yeah, you're in for a treat. I've, I've heard I'm not <laughs> actually. <laughs> it is well. I, that laugh that Chris just gave out was like, I, not. I find, the I find, maniacal. I know. Like, yeah. like I got I got the Indian Spider-Man Captain America movie, the three dev out. Okay. Have you ever seen that? I love that kind of I've stuff. Seen oh, that stuff is amazing. It, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you have not lived until you've seen this thing. Oh, Spider-Man's okay. got the biggest push. It's it's fantastic. But I. Love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I find you know there's oh, yeah, a lot, you were saying earlier like cinematic oddities. Yeah, cinematic oddities mm-hmm. stuff. Like, but so there's there's a point like I loved Dragon Wars when I sat down mm-hmm. and watched. It. I took a buddy with me. I'm like, hey, we're gonna go watch this Korean giant monster movie. He's like, all right, cool. And we sat there. And it's like, hey, that's Craig Robinson. It's like, okay, cool. And you know, we were like, hey, the effects in this is pretty good, but it feels like it was written by a dude who had a general idea of how America works mm-hmm. yeah. and just kind of like winged it from there on out. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot, it's like, there's a 16-year-old drinking at a bar right now. It's like, I don't know where that happens except in like rural America. But <laughs> it was, it's, it was, it's not, it wasn't so bad it was good. It was good in, because it was bad. And that was the beauty yeah. of it. It was the, the, the monster fight scenes are fantastic in that. Like the, the end dragon battle yes, is for, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I the, think there's only one creature design in that film that I was like that's that needs a rework you know yeah. everything else looks amazing it's the ones with that have like the big giant cannons on their backs yeah like yeah the, two the, legs the bla- and the, the big blast tails. toys yeah. looking things yeah yeah blast toys yeah yeah uh but you know I mean for the most part like the, I'm like wow if only the the guy focused on actually prepping a better script I mean I heard yeah. it was actually a, a decent hit in uh Korea and then turns out the guy was like indicted for like you know embezzlement and some stuff like that sweet yeah, nice like, work dude yeah, <laughs> yeah like, well he's doing a part two now so he's actually I think he got oh, out of like, yeah. he got out of that. embezzlement yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and but, being indicted from it but yeah the younger the 99 one is like I, I got a bootleg of it mm-hmm. uh, back at um at, at Comic Con I picked that up with uh Mothra 3 at the time nice and uh popped in Mothra 3 this is awesome Popped in uh, uh, Young Gary, and I'm just like, is this a bad transfer? What's going? Because there's like a weird film. Nothing was rendered properly. It looked like a a work print. Yeah, and it was. I know people are complaining about the the DVD print of the current Godzilla movie. How the fight scenes with Muto at the end are so dark you can't tell. Yeah, you watch Young Gary, and it's like, oh wow, that's 
whatever problems with Godzilla are minute compared to oh, this thing. Okay, because they're like, really selling it. On yeah, me. yeah. But it is. It's one of those you have to see it. Cinematic kind of right. it. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, you have to see it to believe it kind of thing. No, I think we definitely are going to be like adding it to our list of films to to talk about for sure. It's oh, it's a magnificent train wreck. I loved. <laughs> Watching the old '67 Yungari, I mean that's an that's an interesting take, foreign <clears throat> take on the the Tokusatsu style of of Japan for sure. Yeah, that, that I found um, because once I really got into the giant monster, mind you, you know, early '90s, I'm the only kid that's into this stuff too. Yeah. And uh, we had a warehouse video uh, at you know where I rented everything from, yeah. and they had a wide swath of stuff like weird stuff and. Young Gary, they had pretty much anything that was released domestically out. They had just pretty much stocked up everything. So I was I was fortunate enough to see stuff like that. I got the Gamma films that were at least somewhat available through Sandy Frank. Those were yeah, available. Yeah. Um, the uh, the only things that weren't were you know I couldn't find a, a good copy of War of the Gargantuas. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find Frankenstein Conquers the World, and those were the only time the only times I ever saw were on TV when they got repeated. Yeah. Out here we had um, Godzilla Theater. Hosted by the radio uh, DJs Kevin and Bean out here in K Rock. Okay, they had just started, and it was their, our local like kind of UHF station, KCAL nine. Okay, and so they pretty much just like we got this in our in our library. Do you want to host like a Elvira style show? Like, okay, so you had five Godzilla movies. It ran for I think fifteen episodes, and then the rest were like oddball monster films that they had sending in there. So one week you had um, after they ran out of the Godzilla stuff, you had. Island of the Burning Damned, which was this old horror film with Christopher Lee about yeah. blob UFOs that burned people. That was originally released here in the States on a double bill with Godzilla's Revenge. Really? Yeah, I have a I have a you know, eleven by seventeen <clears throat> poster reproduction of <clears throat> that poster. So it's got Godzilla's Revenge on the top. And I remember looking at it going like, Can you imagine being like a teenager in <laughs> like nineteen seventy or whenever yeah, that was here? And being like Ooh, Godzilla's yeah. Revenge! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and damn, this is gonna be good. It's and, like, why is there a play school yeah. kid in this thing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, the, it was theirs where I found like they would. That's where they reran War of the Gargantuas, mm-hmm. and the only other time I had seen it was on a marathon they ran out here. And I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna record this. And right after that, because they would give you a clip coming next week on Godzilla Theater, they show a scene from War of uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World. And the only scene it was, it was Franken's. It was people gasping in terror on the boat right. when Frankenstein's coming at them in the water, and it's just those weirdest juxtaposed scene. It's like, what the <laughs> hell did I just see? And it was like. That when I sat down to watch that, that movie captured my imagination yeah. like nothing else. Like if you're talking about um, like favorite films, War of, the, War of the Gargantuas is probably my top favorite non awesome Godzilla film. I yeah. love War of the Gargantuas. I love War of the Gargantuas. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish I could go back in time and swap Nick Adams and Russ Tamblin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when you watch uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World, because at the time I didn't know those two were related. Right. Yeah. And the American dub doesn't doesn't put them together. Like, yeah, like, they like, like absolutely separated them. But there's sure, like yeah. something weird when you're watching. Like this feels they feel similar to each other. But war like Frankenstein conquers the world was another th- when I'm like, hey, this is where Baragon's from. Mm-hmm. And th- what I loved about those movies, especially in the '60s, when they had the suits or they had the uh, like Fra- beauty about Frankenstein, it was a couple of makeup jobs and they put the guy in the loincloth. Yeah, and he was able to fight Baragon like no other like monster fight. Like he's tossing him around, he's doing judo flips, and that was the beauty about the War of the Gargantuas because they're fighting unlike. 
Godzilla movies where, you know, you got it, you know, you got the, the uh, Haru Nakajima's got like 130 pounds of rubber totally. on him. Yep. He's dragging a tail. So it's a lot of like clawing stuff like that. Where they're against was they're doing drop kicks and wrestling moves and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And as a small child, that blows your mind away. It's like, <laughs> why don't they do this for the rest of them? And you learn, oh, because these suits weigh a ton and you can't Yeah, do it. they can't. They're move. very heavy. Yeah. They're very slow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another reason why my mother did not understand why I liked it so much. She was yeah. like, my parents would make fun of it and be like, Godzilla's so slow. He is just like a dude in a rubber suit and he's so slow and there's no way he could fight. And I was like, oh my gosh. They were just finding ways to, to tear it down. But, but it's okay. Yeah. But it's okay. But uh, it, in other, like in films that, you know, I, I love, I love, my favorite all time film is. Uh, Mechagodzilla 74. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love everything about that. I've watched that more than, than many of my top favorite films just in general. Um, just the fight scenes are, I love the violent fight scenes. Like it's just where there's, there's a kinetic energy yeah. to them. Yeah. I love the whole, and I was a big Planet of the Apes fan as a kid too. So it's just there like, pretty go, much like, the apes, are, totally. apes are invading with, with, with robots. And the score for that is phenomenal. I love the score. Oh, of that yeah. Movie Sato's too. score is awesome. And, yeah. uh, so, and then, um, uh, Monster Zero is another favorite of mine. Love uh, Monster Zero. I, I the only Heisei film I'm really like. I grew up. I grew up with the bootlegs of the Heisei films too. But the only one that really still stuck sticks out to me is Mechagodzilla two. Hmm. And you know, there, there's I have a weird love for that movie. It's just because it was, I was getting big into like mech stuff at that time too. Sure. And they played up the whole mech aspect. No, that that movie has some really really great strong points mm-hmm. in it. Um, and my kid like that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his favorite film mm-hmm. until Tokyo SOS came out. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> because I don't like Cross Mechagodzilla at all. I thought it was the most boring entry of the entire. And I got a buddy who was just like, "Are you kidding? This was a this was a neopolitical thriller with with you know mech actions. It's almost like Evangelion in it." I'm like, "Nothing happens in this movie, dude. It's like yeah. it's it's it, when you watch them together with Tokyo SOS, it makes more sense because yeah. it's one." One big story told in two parts. Totally. And Tokyo SOS, phenomenal film. So it's 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 a great film, but it wasn't my favorite. The two favorites of, or the three, my other three favorites are in the Millennium series. It's Megaguirus. Mm-hmm. I have an unprofound love for Megaguirus. Hmm. Um, GMK, which is just, I think many people hold that as the top tier of, I, of all I do, them. personally, yeah. yeah. Just, you can watch that over and over again. It's just, it's just a damn well-made movie. And I, I get a lot of crap. I love Final Wars. I love. I saw. I have to stop you right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm ready I for saw your I'm Facebook for, yeah, update, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm ready for not, this. Not, not because I need you to stop talking about Final Wars. <laughs> yeah. Ninety percent sure that I saw <laughs> Ruhe Kitamura downstairs. I saw you post that. And my yeah, mind, I saw uh, your. Moved, I was going to say your Facebook update. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I got to talk to him for two minutes in yeah. a, a fest out here, and it was like. I was going in, I'm like, yeah, screw talking about Lupin. I want to talk about Final Wars. Yeah. But they cut me off, so I'm just like, because I love this guy. Yeah. I love the guy's work. So you got to realize, in 2004, when I'm an aspiring filmmaker, and I'm watching Versus right, for the right. 900th time, when they announced he's doing Godzilla, I'm doing a backflip, you know. Yeah. I, you know. No, dude, when they announced it, I was super <clears throat> excited. Yeah. I mean, I thought, oh, you know, he's got a really kinetic <clears throat> style to his movies, and I was really excited about that, but then I, I'm not a fan of Final Wars. I know, but that's but believe okay. me, I walked, I, I got to... <laughs> we don't um, all have to like the same things. Exactly. I managed to get into the premiere, and yeah. uh, I, I forgot the gentleman's name, but he was gracious enough because I got there literally five minutes after they gave out the tickets. Yeah. And I had, I was house sitting, so I had a, a, the money that was paid up front for house sitting. I'm like, I'll give anybody $100 right now for one of those tickets. And the dude next to me is like, oh, here. I'm like, here you go. He's like, no, no, keep the money. 
Yeah. I already got a ticket. I was just going to save the ticket for my collection, but my buddy's got an extra one. We have an extra ticket oh, anyway. Nice, so nice. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. He's like, it's cool, man. Hey, we're all got we little fans We were at the here. same movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, cool. And uh, yeah, I remember walking out. I'm going in hyped. I'm loving it. I sit there. I'm one of three people. I look around. Everyone's just like, what? <laughs> I wonder what is this we're seeing here? And I'm just like, there's so much awesome going on. Yeah. Like, I, I turn into a, a small 12-year-old boy when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. So, and I love because it pretty much was the Dragon Ball Z of Godzilla movies. Because yes, yeah, they do go a little Super Saiyan at the yeah, end. Yeah. <laughs> because the, 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 when you're watching the um, the Monster X versus Godzilla fight, it's a, at the time, Kidamore even mentioned, he's like, he's a fan of MMA. That's why he put Don Fry in there. Yeah. It was yeah. literally a pride fight from, like, 2005. It's like Nogara versus uh, Bob Sapp, two giant dude just going at it and i'm taking your word for that yeah, yeah believe me go go when you get home or something look up bob sap versus Nagar. it's like a cartoon come to life it bob saps a 310 pound uh, uh black fighter and he looks like a caricature the japanese would draw he was king of japan for like five years huh. and Nagar is a six six uh brazilian dude who's built like the terminator and these guys have a fight that looks like it came out of a comic book okay like nothing like no one like that was the beauty about japan japan loves spectacle and that's what they put on they put on spectacle and that was one of the biggest like spectacle fights out there and uh pretty much that's what you're watching this i'm like oh there's a lot of this in that like that's what kitamura brought to it and i being a fan of that it's part of the thing i love about it and just the fact that and i know this isn't a super popular thing i know a lot of people loved uh, uh, like where um, the, the Mechagodzilla trilogy was going. Mm-hmm. My problem was that was with and why I love uh, Final War so much is because it just at least dared to do something different. Yeah. The formula was getting really stale. That's why I think Gene K stands out with a lot of people because mm-hmm. it was like the only time it's like, okay, we're going to make Godzilla the bad guy again. Yeah. We're going to turn, we're making Ghidorah a good guy. We're, we're kind of turning stuff on its head because everyone just plays it safe and they're just like same kind of story over yeah. and over again. And Final Wars was like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, let's just go batshit crazy. And at least it's something different. Yeah. And that's partially what I really love about it. Yeah. I I, I guess I would agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. just in terms – and for the Millennium series, I mean, that's sort of what the they were trying to do from the beginning. It's exactly. almost weird that they asked Misaki Tezuka mm-hmm. to come back and do in a, another two movies after he did Megagiris mm-hmm. in the ranking of the Tezuka's films. Like mm-hmm. – Megagiris is my least favorite. Tokyo SOS is my is my favorite of yeah. his. So it's like for me, my issue is that like oh, like they're getting better and they're getting better, and he's getting closer to creating like my perfect Godzilla film. And then <coughs> Kitamura came in, and I know that he shouldn't have been directing three pictures like that because they mm. were trying to make it like each individual film in the millennium series is a new filmmaker doing new things, starting from zero for each particular one, screwing the, you know, the continuity. But, uh, but because Tezuka was doing those three films and they did just keep getting better and better. I Mm -hmm. was like really hoping that the next film was going to be, a, not a continuation of the story, not that Tezuka needed to direct it, but like also that just we know what makes Godzilla good. We mm-hmm. know 
how to do the fights. The, the effects are getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And There's then some, like, like uh, Final Wars, to me, was like <clears throat> yeah. an absolute, like I said on the, in the status update earlier, train wreck of a film. So yeah. it, I was disappointed in that. And I was sitting with a lot of other disappointed fans in my <laughs> row, too. Yeah, there was a, I remember somebody actually yelling when I walked out. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm getting a... a I'm being picked up, and I just remember someone yelling because Kids Marvel was off the site. Thanks for ruining the the series, jackass! And it's just like, whoa, that's a little harsh, man. I mean, come on. I at the time, like, don't think he ruined the yeah, series. No, yeah, no, no. There's 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 been plenty of other horrible films out yeah, there. I mean, sure. Toho is ne- they don't have the greatest track record. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there you look at anything that any other studio was trying to cash in at the time. There's a lot of crap out there. Yeah, yeah. but you know, there's also great stuff. I mean. The show a gamma series. Once you get past Baragon, everything's pretty much like a train wreck. But yeah. it's 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 a colorful train wreck though that you could yeah. find. You can always find something kind of gleeful in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. That, we yeah. we love. I mean, the show stuff. You you can't. I mean, you don't necessarily want to hold it in the same uh, competition as the Godzilla stuff because. They're working with much smaller budgets, and Noriaki Yuasa was absolutely aiming towards kids, like, almost the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I totally... I mean, I love the Showa Gamera stuff for what it is. I actually love the kiddie movies more than I love, like, Godzilla or Gamera versus Barugan, just because yeah. that one it takes itself so seriously. Yeah. With... The monster being so weird. They yeah. Kind of, yeah. They, they start turning, much like when you look at... Um, it was the, it was their uh, their King Ghidorah where yeah, the turn yeah, yeah, from the, bad the, guy to good guy yeah, and yeah, all this stuff. F- yeah, switch was flipped. Yeah. yeah, I think for a lot of people, there's for every film, even something that people universally love like Avengers. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like it. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were talking about our hopes for the next Godzilla film, and I knew some people who didn't like the legendary Godzilla yeah. and people who loved it and i think my only hope for the new toho film is just more godzilla yeah and i think it's different i think we can't compare legendary's max bornstein's godzilla to to toho's i mean people will compare it because it's the same character they're gonna be running congruently too that's the thing yeah yeah so but i just want i would like to see more because i think for me the legendary one it was very it wasn't really satisfying. I mean, the whole thing was pretty good, but it was most satisfying at the end with mm-hmm. the atomic breath mm-hmm. and the Muto. But totally. I wish I understood the purpose of teasing the character, but I just was like, I'm someone who sadly, like in a Transformers movie, I like to have no people, as little people as possible, <laughs> all just like creatures and robots and everything. Like I prefer to see like, Almost un- unless it's like a rom com that you have to have humans. But I'm saying with something like that, I like to see just all. You know, I want a Transformers film with like one person yeah. who's maybe in yeah. it for 15 minutes, like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. like the cartoon. That's all people yeah. are asking. Yeah. It's like, but it's, they they work on their own. We don't need Marky Mark or Shia LaBeouf. Just yeah, let him run. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah. So for Toho's Godzilla, I'm hoping to see more Godzilla. <clears throat> yeah, and maybe like one person that screams, and then yeah. like and maybe like a scientist and like. Right. Like a girl, I I don't know, yeah. but I prefer to see more Godzilla. So it was it was hard because some people felt Legendary was about you know the main character mm-hmm. who's not Brian Cranston, who's oh my gosh, his oh, name Aaron Taylor Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Aaron Taylor yeah. Johnson featuring you know my buddy Godzilla in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, it was a little bit difficult I, I don't for some need people. To get, turn this into a criticism of the film on my part. <laughs> I will just say uh, like. 
one of the things I, I said when the movie, after we'd seen it a couple of times, and I was like, if they had just kept Cranston alive and made him more part uh, of a yeah. of the film, everyone, yeah. like it just, it seemed like it could have been more than it was. And like, Aaron Taylor Johnson just did not do it for me as far as a, well, a movie. But Brian Cranston was a great marketing ploy. Of course. That's of why course, I think yeah. that's part of the, I think that was part straight of the off of breaking bad. Yeah. I think yeah. that was part of the problem. Why people were so disappointed because they really heavily marketed Cranston and this film's like, hey, it's a Godzilla movie, but it's got Brian Cranston. So there's, a, there's an air of class to this. Yes. And yeah. it's like, he dies in the first 15 minutes. So what the hell, dude? Yeah. yeah. And then you were you were excited because you were like, Ken Watanabe, a Japanese man yeah. in a he's, Japanese he's playing, thing. Playing and then he, and he was mostly known for turning to the right and taking off his glasses and then putting it on and then like, or just staring, staring like staring intensely. And I was like, yeah. why? He's a great actor, completely underused. Yeah, yeah but, you so, can, but the thing is, when, when, oh. I watched, when I watched it the third time, uh, I was sitting there, now that I've kind of taken it all in, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, so I'm trying to look at this from like, okay, where, where was Legendary going with this? And obviously, now that they were like banking, this was going to at least be a decent sized hit that we can make at least one or two more of these things. Yeah. So they're when I sat there watched it, you know, for the third time, I'm like, oh, okay, this they follow the formula Batman begins. So they're following their Batman formula. Like that's what worked. You, you the first one, you set everything up, you tease it, you give them just enough, and then when the second one comes around, that's when we go full bore. And I think mm. that's what they're going to do with part two. By part, I I know that. It, like Thomas Tall has talked about, it's like he he's talked about it in interviews where it's like, yeah, we're not a perfect studio. We've we've made our our own turkeys. I mean, he's like he looks at Clash of the Titans. He's like, yeah, we dropped the ball on that. Oh yes, and you know he tried to make it up with Wrath. Yeah. Wrath was I like Wrath a lot more. Mm. Wrath is a fun film. It's not a perfect film. It's not a great film by any means, but it's it's a good two hours to kill. But even then, he still says like, yeah, yeah, we just we didn't nail it, but we were we were kind of like rushing in. I think with uh, with Godzilla because now that you know they don't have Batman anymore and mm. any of the DC stuff, they're just like this could be our our next big franchise thing. Yeah. It's like we got this and Pacific Rim, we can run this, and now we got Kong. So now they got the trifecta. Right, right. So like now we can just run and just make giant monster movies all we want. And you know, I I, I doubt they're ever going to do the shared universe thing, and I doubt we're ever going to see a King Kong versus Godzilla rematch. Yeah, it's funny. Like I think it's possible. But it I is think possible it's now. totally like it'll it be just ten doesn't years make sense. Ten years in, unless it, yeah. unless they break something with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. The Warner Brothers would be like, oh well, we can still make money off this. So mm-hmm. unless they they get out of the contract for part three, yeah, we're never going to see Kong and Godzilla. A lot of people are like, oh, it's going to happen. Like, no, yeah, there's there's, there's a yeah. lot of legal loopholes yeah. wrapped up in that thing right now. But not to mention you'd have to make King Kong <laughs> massive yeah, now. Yeah, you either got to shrink, yeah, because Godzilla, yeah, because yeah, Godzilla looks like a giant, like he's it's like five Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's put together. Yeah, he's like 350 feet. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's like the ever, biggest yeah. one. I, I do, I do, I do like the fact because when they did that with the Heisei series, when they blew him up, it's mm-hmm. like okay, yeah, because we got all these modern skyscrapers totally that are, yeah. that are now blew. bigger now. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was like. You know that the problem was that with that, it's like okay, then you got to build the models to a smaller scale, and you're losing little detail and stuff like that. That's why they shrunk them down for the Millennium series with CG and the modern film. You don't do that because you're just superimposing all this stuff over in. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. whatever Photoshop thing that they're using for <laughs> <laughs> for it. So it works when they're making them like just this massive grizzly bear of a of a monster running yeah. around. It's just going to be interesting when you know going with the insectoid creatures for the first film. Kind of makes sense. You're trying to get a little believability. But where they're going to bring in Mothra and they're going to bring in Rodan and they're going to bring in Ghidorah, that's going to be a whole nother, like level of, of 
how are these things going to move around? What, you yeah. know, what are they going to yeah. look like? So yeah, I'm hoping the next movie we get Mothra and Rodan, and then yeah, they wait for they're the building, third. Yeah, that, that's the thing everyone's Ghidra. building to Ghidra. I I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're pretty much going to go full bore Ghidra, almost a Ghidra remake. Like we'll have the yeah. four monsters. You know, we'll see them kind of fight each other, but I I really doubt they're going to build to Ghidra. I think what we're going to get is like they might they're they might grab nab a couple more monsters, but I would think that. The final end game is to do a destroy all monsters for part three. Yeah, not, I hope there's more Godzilla. And maybe were, not yeah, doing one for on sure. I would love to see more monsters, less humans in the, in the next. Yeah, because I don't. I don't want a Dark Knight Rises where Batman was only in it for twenty two minutes. Yeah, but that but you look I at Dark Knight. I did not Ri- pay Dark Knight Rises with the word Dark Knight to see twenty two minutes. The problem with that is that Nolan had full control at that one. Like Goyer oh, had nothing terrible. to do, and he's just like, I'm just going to do my own thing without Goyer. As much people don't like, <sighs> you know, uh, Goyer as much. It's like. He's the one that's like, no, no, there's a balance to be maintained. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, Legendary, I think, I, I, I do believe that Legendary knew what they were doing with not putting him in the movie for as much as he was. It, uh, it, well, I'm talking about Godzilla now. Yeah, like, yeah. kind of, you know, playing hide the sausage kind of thing, you know, just, you know, a little, a little, a little more to the imagination. Because pretty much he's in it as much as the T-Rex and the dinosaurs are in Jurassic Park. Mm. The problem, with the, the difference is with that is that Jurassic Park had characters, the human characters, you loved them. Right. You right. loved John Hammond. You loved uh, uh, Ian Malcolm. You loved all these guys. So when the dinosaurs are on screen, it's like, oh, we, could still, we still got these yeah, guys. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, it wasn't, it's not his fault because the character is just pretty much an avatar. It's like, we're just following you along. I had no problem buying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had no problem with the way that Aaron Taylor Johnson like portrayed the character. Yeah. It has to do with the writing of the character. That's exactly like, yeah. what it is. It was um, very, again, if his, again, killing off Cranston, I get where they're going with it because they want to have like a shock value thing, mm-hmm. but it kind of killed the whole point. It's like he was trying to be on this whole redemptive thing where it's like he was, he was Ahab trying to catch, you know, his giant white whale. Of course, yeah. And he gets to see his white whale for two seconds before a, a piece of construction equipment collapses on mm-hmm. him. And it's like, okay, well, you kind of killed the whole arc <laughs> of this guy trying to see this thing through and prove that he's not crazy and he didn't spend the last 10 years estranged from his son yeah. for nothing. And, you know, they didn't really they, – they dropped the ball on playing up, oh, my dad was right. My dad wasn't uh, a loon. Like, all this was real mm-hmm. and he there was a good reason for it. Like, they kind of – just put that to the side once the monster action started happening. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's it. You know, I think that's part of the problem with the five different, I get polishing the script, Yeah, but it, I know there was stuff lost along the way. I got an early draft Too where it's many like cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, to Toho's thing, I mean, do you want to, uh, when Toho's, what Toho's going to do, depending on who they get to direct it. Yeah. Um, few are already calling for, uh, the gentleman who's doing attack on Titan to do it. Um, yeah. Higuchi. Yeah. Yeah. Higuchi. Yeah. Who worked on the Gamera movies? Mm-hmm. He, and you know, yeah, it'd be good, but just you know, does he want to do it? That's the that's the thing yeah. right now. Um, it's just a matter of because Toho always has the final say in those films. Yeah, and, I'm hoping that Attack on Titan does well in the theaters. Yeah, and then, yeah. Oh, it's gonna, <laughs> should, at least in Japan, it's going to be really be their, well. Oh, that's no, their, and then yeah, anyone who goes to Japan, Anime yeah. Expo, yeah, that's going to be their <laughs> Avengers over yeah. there. Like that is just going to mop the floor with everything. Yeah. It's a matter of because. Toho stopped making Godzilla movies for a reason. Mm-hmm. They saturated the market. They, you know, doing the once a year thing was great for us fans because it's like, oh, yeah, we're getting our fix. But then yeah. it's just like you're rushing everything. You're not taking your time. And I think they finally realized that's like yeah, once every few years That's totally fine. my problem with Toho's stance on, on making the movies is that 
you know, they start production in the summer. They, yeah. Or they start pre-production in, in uh, the spring. They start production in the summer, and then mm-hmm. they finish it up in uh, in December yeah. for, for their big, you know... To big holiday release. Yeah, yeah, so... That, that's, you can always tell. It's, the fact that they're starting it this year, mm-hmm. and then... Not releasing it until 2016, Which I think we don't that's even know great. Where 16, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be another December release, like all the other ones. Yeah, that's Excuse what I'm, me. I guess that's what I'm hoping because yeah. I want I want them to have so much time to work on mm-hmm. it that it's that it's it's more perfect than the than the Millennium series. Yeah, you know? well, I right. Think, I think Toho's learned 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 a lesson. Like they took their time with Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Like Attack on Titan was supposed to go was supposed to happen two years ago. Right when it was hitting its peak, and then they mm-hmm. lost a director and all this, and they're like, "Okay, let, this is going to be a potential huge blockbuster. Let's take our time, find the right person for it." Okay, because uh, Higuchi did Sinking of Japan. That was his yeah. other main thing. So it's like you can find a bunch of other guys out there that can make it, but he found the guy who actually had some love for the product and actually had a good idea of where to go with it. So I'm hoping Toho, at least this regime knows, you know, knows that now. Now the question is, you know, do they, you know, knock it out with a new monster? See, that's part of the formula. You got to have a monster. We've learned that Godzilla yeah. on his own. We've seen it. It's been done yeah. twice now. So that doesn't work to our, to our yeah. We want to see some fighting. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I don't know. We we've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it does really work to just have Godzilla versus humans, but like everybody wants to see another monster in Godzilla battle. I mean, yeah. that's the essence of these films anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to see them bring in another monster, you, even you if it's a new wanna, one. Yeah. New one. Yeah. I, I'd like, I'd like to I don't them. like them retreading the same old monsters all the time. Well, because they know what sells. That's the I, problem. That's, that's, that's the doctor who issue yeah. for a lot of people. The yeah. Daleks yeah. keep coming back. Well, the and they keep making the Daleks. Otherwise they lose the rights to them. Yeah. That is that's true. That's part of the problem. That is <laughs> also does not true. Have that issue. They're just like, throw Mothra in there. Throw yeah, there, it's throw completely a financial decision. I just, mm-hmm. I just wish they would grow beyond that financial decision because you can see where that's. I mean, as a as a fan, as someone who watches these mm-hmm. films, you can see where that hurts the film. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they brought back Mechagodzilla and then they went again with Mothra. I was just after GMK, I was like, I don't need to see King Ghidra or Mothra again. Yeah. Apologies to my co-host, Jeff. But <laughs> the, uh, you know, I just, I would so much rather see something really imaginative and really cool go into the next Godzilla film for Godzilla to fight. That's part of one of the reasons I love Mega Gears. Even though Mega Gears technically is a retread, it's mm. kind of not because we never saw the dragonfly form. And, right. like that. and there was, there was, they gave some cool aspects like the power absorbing abilities and stuff like that. Yes, they could have spent a little more time on the wing movements and stuff like that because there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, that's clearly a puppet and I see yeah. a string there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there was, but the, the floating least, with no wing, yeah, movement thing. Yeah, but yeah. at least they, like, it was the only time you saw a daylight battle. It was that was I think I believe uh, before some of the minor battles in in GMK or I'm not um, Final Wars there was they hadn't done like a full on daylight battle in a while yeah it's been a while for sure yeah and Mega Gears had it, that's part of the reason why that movie stands out for me like besides the super insane black hole gun that they're going to shoot at him I love that though I love the black hole gun I love too the black I love hole that, gun. that that, that what, uh, James uh, St- uh, was it Stoko Stoko yeah. Stoko yeah. use that in you know, like the final chapter of of, um, of half century war yeah. it's like oh you brilliant bastard yeah but uh you know this at least you came up with a, a different dynamic for Godzilla to fight instead of just another 
you know, bipedal monster from the fight. It's like you have something that's like buzzing around him, you know, it's hauling butt, and you know, it's like he can't see it half the time. And you know, it's kind of like the um, akin to the episode of uh, Godzilla the Animated Series where they find the giant hummingbirds. Did you ever yeah. see that one? I don't think yeah, I saw it was that right one. after the Sony. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the, the Sony. Oh, was no, I saw, I've seen some of the uh, some of the show, but I've yeah, never yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah. The newer Godzilla. The show is actually really good. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, not, not the older uh, Godzilla cartoons. You, and, yeah. and, and now that the fact that that character is a separate character, it does no, help my a lot God. the fact that it's like... Oh, I, I think the animated series is way better than the oh, yeah. Star yeah. film, for yeah. sure. Yes, I mean, they, yes. they took it back to what Godzilla... Yeah. What makes Godzilla popular with us and stuff. So. Yeah, oh. but there was an episode where they were fighting these mutated hummingbirds, and they would flap their wings so fast that they would create a mirage effect that you couldn't uh-huh. see them. So you see, like, predator vision, these oh, things moving gotcha. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to build giant goggles to put on Godzilla so he can actually – it would <laughs> oh, deflate the yeah, frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they – Saturday morning, awesome. but, but it was awesome. But, yeah, but that, that there was aspects of that in Mega Gears, and that's yeah. like, okay, that's the, one of the things I love about, the, about this film. So, I mean – it's the fact that they're at least daring to try to something to do, trying, trying to, to do something, something different. different. Yeah. Thank you. Right on. Well, we are way past our hour. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't apologize. I, I love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd never have to twist my arm to talk about yeah. Godzilla. So, <laughs> Chris and Jessica, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thank, thank you. And, uh, thank you so much for I, inviting I mean, us. It, it's a pleasure to have you on. If you're ever up in Portland, definitely make sure yes. you let me know. Yes, I was telling Chris. And Chris also has a friend up in Portland. Yeah. Two of my really good friends are also up in Portland. I'm trying to get back out there sometime this year. So yeah. I would like to Portland. see. I was born in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, you were what telling I was me before. Yeah. Telling, so I would like to go back and see my my little home place. Maybe take one of those photos where I'm in front of the hospital where mm. I was born at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like recreate <laughs> the old the old photos my parents have. You guys have a volcano and awesome Same. food trucks. I love. <laughs> oh my god! I awesome fell in love trucks, with Portland yeah. when I went out there. Just nice. like, that and Austin; those are the, my two towns. And then out here at San Diego, like, yeah, very I could, cool. If I could move out yeah. of any place, it'd be one of those three places. And right you guys on. have a great Powell books. We oh, do god. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you ever come up, come on over and watch a movie with me, and yeah, we'll hang out. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, awesome. Anytime you're back out here, just. Give us a. Just I will. A ring, I will definitely let you guys know for sure. Yeah, there's a ton of cool stuff out here. Like, I, I know you're out here for the show right now, but like, if you're like on a non-show basis, like, there's a ton of stuff we can go and show you. So awesome, very cool. All right, all right. Well, uh, check the link in the show notes for all of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast awesomeness. And uh, once again, thanks again. Thanks. And thank we'll you. Thank talk you, to you so soon. much. Thank you.
Testing. <laughs>